moved a few things in our music team. Didn't they do a wonderful job? Amen. Hallelujah. Thank God. Amen. And a few announcements. The pastor, Sister Beth, I can't remember who, but uh, uh, welcoming all of our uh, guests. Amen. Praise God. Church looks good. Thank you, Jesus. And Brother Ben, it is his last service with us. And so uh, we want to just say uh, collectively as a body that uh, how blessed uh, we have been to get to know you. Amen. And the fellowship that we've enjoyed with you. And we just uh, pray that uh, you go on to great things. Amen. And if you're ever back here, you got a home. He's uh, moving to Vancouver, and uh, so do take some time to uh, shake his hand or fist bump him, whatever, and uh, amen. Praise God. I'd ask you if you remember Sister Paula. Last I heard, she's in the hospital. Sister Marlene as well. Amen. In fact, why don't we just stand and let's Amen. go to the Lord in prayer. I appreciate these two. I appreciate these two dear ladies. Amen. They mean both so much to me. And we might see them different, but the value is the same. Right? <clears throat> Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, right now, Lord Jesus, uh, I'm asking, Lord, in the name of Jesus, God, that you would uh, comfort these two great ladies, O oh Lord God, that you would bless them, Lord, that you would comfort, that you would heal right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, we take authority in your name. God, go and rebuke whatever it is, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. We're believing in healing, O oh Lord God. We're believing in full recovery, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. You are the one miracle working God. There is none beside you. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Amen. You may be seated again. <clears throat> Praise the Lord. We are in the we are in the middle of a hundred souls in a hundred days. Praise God. I'm not too worried about what the the what the uh, uh, the administration or the government says that they want to do in a hundred days. I'm worried about what the church is going to do in a hundred days. Amen. And so I want to be busy about His work. Praise God. And so as of this morning, we are at seventy-five souls. So we are on pace. Amen. And here's the thing. If you haven't got in, get in. All you got to do is invite somebody to church. It doesn't matter if it's a Sunday or a Wednesday. You just invite them to church. I don't care if they say yay or nay. If they say don't ever call me, talk to me. You can invite them by a text. You can invite them by an email. It can be a face-to-face. Do they have landlines anymore? I don't even know. But if you got a landline, you can call up. Don't don't raise your hands if you got one right. <clears throat> and uh, but you can call them by landline, whatever. As long as they reply with a yes, no, maybe sometime down the road, that is 
what we're looking for. Amen. And I believe that God is honoring that. <laughs> Praise God. I, I really, really do. So anyway, I would encourage you, if you have somebody that you invite, all you got to do is send me a text. Brother Jeff, 509-627-9615. And you can put on there two souls three souls. Just put your name on there because I'm tracking it. Put your name. If you want to tell me where it was, uh, Sister Corey sent one the other day, Winco. And uh, it's pretty neat. So anyway, praise God. That is an exciting thing. And I am glad to be a part of it. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. You know, when you start reading through the Word of God. And the other day, I think it was the pastor, he was teaching on one of the books of, one of the chapters of the books of Psalm. And I can't remember, he had a, he had a study guide, a novel that was written over, over a thousand pages just in commentary on on that one chapter. Well, the book of John in the New Testament is kind of like that, right? It's kind of like this psychedelic picture in the 70s. I would go when we came and visited my uh, grandparents. I had aunts and uncles and they were in high school and they had psychedelic paintings and stuff uh, up on their walls in the bedroom. And you look at it and you start seeing all these different things. And then once you think you've got it all set, uh, something else appears. And you're like, whoa, what is that? And, and everything. And some of you are having flashbacks right now and remembering those good times. <laughs> anyway, so uh, the book of John is kind of like that. It's that you read it and you think you've got a good grasp and a good understanding, and uh, you've got control of it, and then all of a sudden, something jumps out, and you think, how did I miss that for 30 years? How many times have I taught and spoke and preached, and all of a sudden, something, and I think about it where I thought that I had this understanding, and this is the the uh, declarative reason why God put it in there. And then I get something else and it's like, whoa, it's another level of understanding. Has that ever happened to you? I know it has. But the book of John is like that. And so I want to talk to you this morning about this book of John. Now, I'm not going to go and cover... There's a whole bunch that you could say in the book of John, but I'm going to just kind of boil it down to this. Is the book of John highlights seven miracles in Jesus' ministry. Okay. And as I looked at these miracles, it hit me. It's like, whoa, hold on. This understanding came to me that I have never had before. Right Now, I'm sure somebody else already has this understanding, but I did not want to Google it and find out because I wanted it to be fresh just to me. Right? Somebody probably already wrote on it or whatever, but for me, it's brand new. It's a revelation. 
And I tell you what, it really got me excited. When I started to de... And I have preached on these seven miracles before. And when I started really diving into this, and I said, oh God, is that, is that, is that why you put them in there? These seven miracles, it's really a picture of my life and your life as we come to the Lord. It's pretty awesome, pretty exciting. And I'm going to go through them here, and we got plenty of time. Praise God. And you will get out on time. I want to say this. We don't even need any preaching here this morning. Brother Ali just came down here full of the Holy Ghost. Yeah. There's still some smoke on this altar right here. The fire of the Holy Ghost was falling right here. We could have had an altar service right there in Sunday school. I appreciate that, Brother Ollie. It gave me confirmation of this message today. Sister Corey, your songs that you sang, I think it was the third or fourth one. When you started in, I go, oh, there it is, Lord. That's it. I love it when that kind of thing, when those kind of things happen. Amen. But so there's seven miracles. The first one starts off with Jesus turning water into wine. Some of you might think, well, how does that relate to you and I today? <laughs> hey, here it is. <laughs> it comes down as this. Somebody said it. Uh, I, I, was it Brother Ali that you said that you're married to Jesus? <laughs> Yeah, he said that, right? We are the bride of Christ. When you, first of all, I want to say we've got the good news of the gospel. They were in a, they were in a bad situation and somebody declared the good news. Don't you worry. You're in the right place. Jesus is in the house. I want you to know that the good news of the gospel is don't you worry about how things look in your life. Jesus is in the house. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. He's able to take those bitter waters of your life and make them sweet and turn it into wine. Hallelujah. That's how it is. When you give your life to the Lord and you become espoused unto Him, Paul says, I have espoused you unto Him. We are, amen. As Brother Ali said, the bride of Christ. When we take on His name, hallelujah, it's still all right for the sisters to take on the brother's name. Amen. Hallelujah. And we take on as the bride, we take on the name of Jesus. Amen. And when that happens, when we have that engagement, when we're in that bond of being His bride, that's when He turns those bitter waters of my life into the joy of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. The joy of the Lord. It's the wine of the Lord. Hey, don't be drunk in, in drinking the wine that speaks of excess, but be filled with the power of the Holy Ghost so you can enter into the joy of the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Wine is a symbol in the Word of God 
of joy. It's a remedy. Amen. And when you give your life to the Lord, when you come down to an altar and you say, God, I don't want to live like this any longer. I want to follow after You. I give You my heart. I want to be a Christian all the days of my life. Hallelujah. Amen. You better sit back and just wait because you're about ready to enter in to the joy of the Lord. It's a joy that passeth all understanding. Amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. That's the first thing you're going to find is that suddenly you've got joy in your life. Praise God. I wanted to say this about Brother Jake and that song, Chain Breaker. I was working years ago in a firework booth. And I had this guy that came up and he was, he saw that we were in a church and he really started attacking me. And, and he was very vulgar and defiant and I had never, mostly people would be, oh, this is for church raising money. And this guy was defiant and vulgar and all of this. Thank you. And, uh. I told him, I said, let me tell you what happens when you become a Christian. That one thing that you're struggling with right now, you don't tell me what it is, that you wish you could change about yourself. And you have, you've tried and you have no power to change it on your own. Oh, when you receive the Holy Ghost, what the Lord does, He comes in and He removes that thing that you're struggling with and it's a testimony just to you and to Him. You knew that you were struggling and God delivers it. And then you can never deny the authority or power of God or how how real God is in your life. I said the thing, you don't have to tell me what it is, but I know you're struggling with something and I know that you wish you could change but God is able to come in if you will just repent and seek after Him. God can change that in your life. Not in a year, not in a day, but in a moment. Amen. Thank you, Brother Jake, for singing that song. Hallelujah. The joy of the Lord. We find the joy of the Lord. Amen. The next miracle that He has is... He heals the noble man's son. Right? And the thing that it says about the noble man, I might have gave you the scripture. You don't have to throw it up there if you don't want to. But um, it says this in chapter 4 of John in verse 47, that the noble man's son, at the very end, for he was at the point of death. Hey. When I came into the church, I was at the point of death. You may not know it, but before you say, yes, Lord, I surrender all, 
We are walking dead men for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God and the wages of sin is death. You may not know it. You might think that I'm out there in the world having fun, but really there's a death sentence over you. You just haven't checked. You just haven't cashed in on it, but your day of eternity is waiting. Amen. And so I want you to understand as everybody comes in to the joy of the Lord, they are on. Amen the cliff of going in to a devil's eternity of hell and fire and torment. And that's where this young boy was. He was on the verge of death. And that's what the Lord does with anybody that comes in and gives their life to Him. He takes us from death's doorstep and gives us life. Aren't you thankful for that? Amen. Amen. He then, he goes on and he heals the lame man at the pool of Bethesda. And I've spoken a little bit about this before. The thing about Bethesda is that it is, it's a word that it, they call it a contortum. And it's a word that can mean polar opposites, right? And, and so, in one aspect, it means the house of grace or the house of mercy. But on the other aspect, in the Aramaic, it means disgrace, the house of disgrace. And I thought I had an understanding of why that was, but I got a new understanding of it as putting this together. When you read through John chapter 5, I think verse 3. Look at this. John 5. And this is the pool of Bethesda. And these lay a great multitude. You know, when the Bible uses that term great multitude, it's because the numbers are so vast that they don't count them. I get a picture of the sick, the lame, laying there, heaped up upon one another. Remember we saw those pictures Wednesday night of those revivals around the world? It's kind of that same picture. Heaped around this pool, waiting for an angel to occasionally come in and stir the waters. And the first one that gets in is made whole. Right? It's a great multitude of impotent folk, of blind, halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. And here's what I think is this. You see, God gave Israel a covenant. He said, if you serve me, you keep my commandments. I'll make you a nation above all the nations. I'll make you a people above all the people. In fact, I will keep you. I will be your great healer. There will be no wither, no lame, no sick among you. But the children of Israel now are three, four hundred years from hearing the voice of God. This great mighty people of God have turned into a pathetic disgrace. A promise of no sick, feeble or lame. Now, they're packed out at this place. And... But 
it's the house of grace. It's the house of mercy. It didn't matter how bad somebody was. It didn't matter, amen, if you were born that way or if it's because of something that you did by choice that puts you in that spot. Amen. God is able to cover that in a multitude of grace, in a multitude of mercy. I believe in my mind what that is. It was a turning from a point of the law, how it had failed. Amen. And now God was coming in and sweeping His people under a blanket of grace, under a blanket of mercy. Aren't you thankful, amen, that we live in the day of grace, in the day of mercy? I want you to know that God is able to cover a multitude of sin by His blood. It doesn't matter how bad you think you are. It doesn't matter how bad you think your children are lost. It may be a loved one. I don't know. I want you to know this, that God is able to restore and make whole all them that come into His presence. Amen. Amen. He says this. He says to the lame man, He says, will you be made whole? Here's what I love about it. Is that when you come in to the presence of the Lord and you start serving God... And you've been born again, as the Scripture has said. Amen. It's a picture of this lame man. I might have came to the Lord with all kind of shortcomings. I might have came to the Lord, amen, like these people at the pool of Bethesda. But when I leave the presence of God, yes, I've been made whole. You said it this morning. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. The Scripture says, I'm complete in Him, which is the head of all principalities and powers. I don't got to search anywhere else. There's nothing that I've got to look at to find wholeness. It all comes in the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. When He heals you, He doesn't do a partial job. Amen. But He heals the whole body. He heals your whole mind. God hath not given me a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. You've got a sound mind. Why? Because let this mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. When he heals you, you've been made whole. The next miracle that he does, the pastor did such a great job on this the other day. That is the feeding of the 5,000 with the little boys, tuna fish sandwiches. Amen. I'm not going to cover a whole bunch. He did a great job in that. But I want to say, here's the thing. Is this, once you get in to start serving God, what you're going to find out is all of a sudden, the windows of heaven are opened up. And you're going to be like, people are going to come up to you and say, hey, do you need a new couch? Do you need this? You know, I got this. Hey, I got a car. Do you need one? And people still today come up to me. Hey, man, do you got, I got a freezer. Do you want it? No, I don't really need it. But, I, but to thank you. That just happens because why God, He taketh care of all of your needs. He says in Matthew, don't you worry about what you're going to eat. Amen. What you're going to wear. How you're going to do this or what you're going to drink. He says that's what the people that don't serve me worry about. But I want you to do one thing. You focus on me and my righteousness and I'll take care of all of that. 
Don't you ever fret? No, I don't ever fret. The reason why? Because I serve a God. I have a Father. Amen. He's got a cattle on a thousand hills. Amen. He's able to supply all of my needs. Yes. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. The only time I fret is when I get out of line with the missus, and then I think, how am I going to get back in line? <laughs> And all the married men said, Amen. If you're not married, wait till you find out. <laughs> Don't be scaring Jason away. Most that's what you said. Uh, sorry. Okay, let's rewind it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, we'll forget that. Okay, this is a box, Jason. When I put on your hand, your mind's going to go dead and you'll forget everything, right? Whoa. There you go. All right. Anyway, let's move on. Okay, so. But God supplies your need. Amen. It just happens. Wow. All of a sudden, I start getting blessed. I'm the low man on the totem pole. When I started serving the Lord, all of a sudden, hey, I think this guy needs a raise. Hey, I think this guy needs a promotion. Hey, I think I'm going to put him ahead of this department. I think I'm going to bless him this way. I think I'm going to give this to him. I think I'm going to do that. Hey, that's what the Lord does. He loves to pour out His blessings upon His children. Amen. Oh, when I was reading this, I was thinking, all oh, these miracles. And this is what the Lord is doing in my life. Amen. The next one is... I want you to hear this. Let's start in John chapter 6, verse 17 through 18. Please. His disciples, they entered into a ship and went over the sea toward Capernaum. And it was now dark. And Jesus was not come to them. Have you ever been in a time of your life when things start getting dark and you say, oh, Jesus, but you can't find him. Brother Ali said 2011, he was at a point in his life. He was getting dark. He's wondering, where's Jesus? Look at the next verse. And the sea arose. Why? By reason of a great wind that blew. As I was reading this, I got the picture. They went out on the sea. It was like glass. And then all of a sudden, darkness came upon them. The winds, turbulence started to blow. And the sea rose up and raged against them. As it shot and broke across the bow of the boat. And fear came in. Hey, just because you're walking with the Lord, it doesn't mean that we don't go through the storms of this life. I want you to know, 
Amen. The longer you live for God, the more storms you're going to have to survive. But that's the thing. You will survive. Amen. It doesn't matter how bad things get. I want you to know that the next thing we see is Jesus is walking on those white caps. Amen. He's walking above the storm. I want you to know that whatever comes in your life, however you may think, this thing's going to overtake me. I can't survive. How am I going to go another day? The pressure's too much. I want you to know that Jesus is able, amen, to walk on the storms of your life. He's able to overcome those things. There isn't a problem, a challenge that's greater than the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. As I serve the Lord. Hallelujah. I've had all these things happening in my life. And when I know a challenge comes, I may not see them. I may be surrounded in a place of darkness. But I know, amen, that the Lord is greater than the circumstances and the challenges of my life. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. I want to give you hope in that. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. The next miracle. This is found in John chapter 9. He heals the blind man. Now, the thing about this blind man is he's been blind from birth. Blind would be tough enough. Usually, that happens as you get older. Even, you know, great specimens of, like Brother Ali, even he has to put spectacles on. I do too. I was at a meeting one time, and I was talking with this guy, and I'm looking at it, and he goes, those alligator arms you got aren't helping you out. <laughs> he goes, here, you want to use these? I go, I've been fighting that. That's my fleshly pride. So I, write, I, I wrote some notes, and I wrote them a little big. <laughs> I got some stuff on my phone, but I can't see it. <laughs> Walk by faith, not by sight. (laughs) Anyway, I got five minutes. Listen, that's got to be the worst. I mean, you could go through life seeing and then go blind. And you've got your memories to think back. Those are pictures in your mind. But boy, if you've never been able to see... Someone tried to define a color to somebody that's never been able to see. Right? How hard that would be. The beautiful thing is this. Is that when you and I, we come to the Lord, He restores. He gives me a vision that I've never had. I was going to say restore, but it's no restoring. He gives me a vision that I've never had. I'm able to see the end from the beginning. I'm able to see through His eyes. Amen. I know where I'm going. I know what you said, Brother Ollie, the destination. Hallelujah. 
Thank you, Jesus. We're able to see how the Lord sees. Amen. It's because He's given us this eyesight that no man is born with. I want you to know that when you're serving the Lord, you're able to see, amen, as He sees. And you can see beyond just this flesh. And you can see into immortality and eternity. Amen. That's pretty deep. Being able to see into eternity. That's why the writer says, all in life that you see is vanity. Because he was looking through the eyes. How God sees it. Oh, man. And if I can have the musicians to come. The last one. The greatest miracle. Come on. Come on. Jesus is taken. He's notified. His friend is dead. He's been laying in the tomb three days. He has a little talk with the, his sister. She says, if you would have came, Lord. But he's been dead. He, he says, I don't think you understand who you're talking to. He said, I'm the resurrection. She goes, I know there's going to be a resurrection on the last day. She goes, no. He says, no, I think you're not understanding what I'm saying. I am the resurrection. Hallelujah. He says, you need to go and move that rock. Hold on, Lord. He's been lying there three days. He's thinking. Just get the rock out of the way. Sometimes all we got to do to get that miracle in our life, we got to roll away that rock of doubt. We got to roll that thing away. Amen. Oh God, forgive me for doubting. I believeth, Lord. Let me get that rock out of my life. Oh yes, God, you can bless me. You can use me. You can heal me. God, you can save my family. You can touch my children. God, you can bless me, oh Lord God. All you got to do is you got to roll away that rock. I know it's a big rock. I know it seems like it can't be done, but you got to roll it away. You got to move away that rock of doubt and you let the Lord stand up and declare His authority in your life and you watch what comes out of that grave. You watch what comes out Amen. of that dark spirit. Amen. Those dark thoughts that you might have had. It will bring forth life that you thought was impossible. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. But it's a picture of this. My walk starts with the joy of the Lord. As a young man, when I gave everything over to Him, He took me from the brink of death and gave me life. But not just life, He made me whole. In His eyes, I'm whole and perfect. He supplied it all my needs. I've cast all those things upon Him and trusted Him. He walks across the storms of my life as the Lord of my life. I know I'm protected in Him. 
Amen. He does all of these things he has done. Amen. He's given me vision that I never had. Amen. But the greatest thing is this. There's a promise to every believer. There's coming a day when he's going to call my name. Just like he called Lazarus. He said, Lazarus, come forth. He's going to say, Brother Ali. I don't know if he's going to call you brother. He's going to say, Ali, come forth. He's going to say, Grant Knowles, come forth. Nate Woods, come forth. Jeff Woods, come forth. Amen. And if I've gone by the way of the grave, it doesn't matter how long I've been dead. I'm going to start doing this. I don't know what's going to happen, but they're going to be coming out a little bit. Hopefully nobody is visiting the tomb at that point because it says the dead in Christ shall shall go up first, but I'm going to come out like this. Amen. And suddenly life is going to come into those bones and I'm going to be caught up in the air to be with the Lord. And then you which are alive and remain shall be caught up too. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Amen. It starts with joy. Amen. Being in the presence of God, married to Him, but it ends. Hallelujah. When that day when He resurrects you and I into eternity to ever be with Him. Woo! Praise God. Hallelujah. When I saw this, I thought, oh God, this is pretty awesome. How could I never see this before? And you know what's going to happen? He's going to Rubik's Cube this thing on me again. And I'm going to be like, where did that come from? It's going to be like my uncle's psychedelic poster hanging in his bedroom. I'm going to look at that thing and I'm going to find something. Amen. Would you stand with me as they begin to sing? Hallelujah. Aren't you thankful? Hallelujah. I want you the next time. Read, get in there right now. You read through that book. Uh, you make those promises. Uh, you make a declaration and you say, Oh God, uh, I understand why uh, you laid out these seven miracles uh, because it represents uh, what you've done in my life, uh, what you're going to do. Uh, amen. If you haven't given your life over to the Lord, uh, get in that book uh, and make it by faith uh, and say, uh, This is going to be my promise. I'm not going to live like that any longer, but I'm going to let the Lord bless me all the days of my life. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. These altars are open. Hallelujah. I wonder if we could have the church come down. Amen. Here this morning and just say, oh, thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Let Him bless you here today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As our worship team begins to worship, 